Let us continue to listen for the word of God coming to us now from the gospel according to Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 1 and 7 through 14. Hear the word of God. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored. You will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or relatives or rich neighbors in case they invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The challenges of seating and a wedding banquet described in Luke's passage, my husband Jim and I know it well. Our daughter and son-in-law had had a tiny pandemic wedding in the summer of 2020. And in late July, they had their public wedding celebration in Denver. Where to seat all the guests? Who should be in which table grouping? Who would be at the head table with the wedding party? Where do the grandmas go and where does the walker go? How about the children? After multiple drafts and combinations of people, we were finally all on board with the result. Oh, but then who gets to sit closest to the location for toasts, closest to the dance floor? Jesus went to a dinner party thrown by a leader of the Pharisees on the Sabbath. A person of honor in the community was inviting Jesus to his home to be with others in his circle. Who else would be there and who would sit where? An anxious buzz went through the guests. Jesus immediately noticed the jockeying for seats of honor. 
the power of perceived importance and hierarchy of social standing at work, assertive seat-taking out of anxiety to prove oneself and not be found wanting or left out of conversation. Jesus saw it all. So Jesus tells a story. He tells a parable, a pointer to the ways of God and God's intentions for human life and community. He tells a parable about a wedding banquet, appealing to a spirit of humility, not self-promotional gain. Parables invite us to put ourselves in them, to see who we identify with, how God might be speaking to us, what good news we need to hear. Growing up in a competitive family, I was one of those driven kinds of kids, always pushing to do the extra credit to, the, to ensure the grades I needed to secure my self-worth. Did this make for happiness or balance? No. <laughs> but I would rather be successful and anxious than perceived to be unsuccessful and serene. Get the picture? Yeah, your laughter tells me you do. Whether you were such a child or came from such a family, I bet some of you can relate, given prevailing cultural norms. When the movie Angst was shown at Westminster a few years back, Good Pasture Hall was packed with people of all ages to see this documentary. Michael Phelps, the amazing swimmer, winner of 23 Olympic gold medals, was a featured part of this film. And Phelps shared the powerful hold anxiety and the push for success had on him and the costs it had on his life and he shared how he eventually moved beyond their controlling grip by seeking help. I think I would have been inwardly anxious at this wedding banquet imagined by Jesus in his parable. I would be trying not to let my anxiety show. I would have been holding back, secretly hoping my seat would be a good one, not at the far end of the table, away from the action, away from the host. Humility is in short supply in our culture. We see arrogance, we see self-aggrandizement all around us, from some athletes to some politicians, from some CEOs to some entertainers. Material worth, social class, and standing get all mixed up with self-worth. We ignore our common identity as children of God, who provides a seat of honor for everyone around God's welcome table. We start thinking that life is a game of musical chairs, so we push to the front, assert ourselves to get noticed and be assured of a seat because, of course, they are limited. 
and we work the situation. We build our networks and we work the room to forward our agendas. Jesus' parable of the wedding banquet set within Luke's story of a dinner party, his parable calls us to say no to toxic ways of being. Jesus flips prevailing social constructs on their heads. And he shows his host and he shows us there is another way, the way of God. Jesus invites us to take seats at the foot of the table and then be surprised by God's dramatic reversal. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus speaks directly to his host and the guests. He plants seeds through his parable about the way of Christian discipleship, where we are judged not by the standards or behaviors prevailing in the world, but by God's way of humility and grace, how we relate to people who never catch a break. Jesus points out that his host's social class doesn't roll this way. You just invite people like yourself, Jesus says, your relatives and friends, your neighbors, your rich neighbors, and they just invite you back. Isn't it time to break this cycle? And so in first century language, Jesus says, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Invite, give, share with no expectation of return. Sit as equals around the table, eye to eye, passing the food, plenty for all, listening and sharing the stories of life that bind us all as God's children together. I had a pastor growing up who challenged us to keep a bread bag, the empty bread bag, on our kitchen tables, a vivid reminder of those in need, and to put money into that empty bread bag to go to food banks to feed the hungry. It was impossible to sit down to eat as a family without being aware of those whose stomachs were not being filled. This simple act, in a way, brought others to our table. It enlarged our table, and we became so aware of those with basic human needs. We could no longer live in a bubble. We could not eat without the awareness that their empty table was connected to our full one. November through March, friends, we will serve meals, provide a place to sleep, breakfast, and a sack lunch for our guests who come to us from Room in the Inn. 
and we are hoping this year to host even more guests and on new mattresses that are raised off the floor. Come and have your table enlarged by providing dinner. Come and sit down and eat with our guests. Listen and share stories together, for it might be the most significant dinner of your life. Or join this fall's habitat build and find yourself pounding nails next to a soon-to-be first-time homeowner, and your sense of home will have a new meaning. Why are we here? That was the question Donovan raised last week on our kickoff Sunday. One reason, I think, is so that we hear God's word, so that we can again and again and again go out to live God's word. Hearing and acting in community, our sense of the Westminster table, Christ's table, is enlarged. The power of Holy Scripture on our religious imaginations inspires our faith and our action to greater depths and to bolder discipleship. For the closed circles and communities we live in get busted open by Jesus. It's not just a matter of being welcoming and invitational, but more pointedly, who are we inviting? And is our welcome conditional? Is it boundaried? Are our circles closed? God's dinner party is even more splendid than the photo on the front of our bulletin today. God's dinner party is beyond our imaginings and because of scripture and the witness of Jesus, God's dinner party can be imagined. For Jesus gave us a vision. His table, his bread, his cup, his life poured out and given for the world. A table not fenced. A table and supper where everyone has a seat of honor. Everyone's stories are heard and everyone is equally served and fed. Why are we here? Because we need the story of Jesus to feed our hunger for meaning and purpose. Because we need to hear the good news of God in Jesus to shape us together as the body of Christ. Christ is our reason for being church. Our missions and ministries, our budgets and programs, our buildings and relationships exist that we would serve him. But it all starts right here with his table, with the feast of love in Christ's self-giving. It is an oxymoron to feast alone.
living together as the branches of the divine vine, brings us to this table in community, to worship here in community, to feast in community, to pray and share our lives and be sent forth to serve the world in community. What's the bottom line on the way of Jesus and the way of the world? With Jesus, everyone is welcome. Sometimes the best way to see the Jesus difference is to identify ourselves with the excluded. I don't experience that very often, but I will end by telling you about a time I did. Once I was leading a group of elders to celebrate the Lord's Supper at Riverbend Prison with a man on death row who wanted to join our church. It turned out open-toed shoes are forbidden. I couldn't even swap shoes with a member with us who is in a wheelchair because she can't walk. I couldn't even swap my shoes for hers. They wouldn't let me. So I didn't get the best seat at the table. I, in fact, got no seat as I was not allowed in. It makes me think, what if I lived my whole life never making the guest list? Maybe a prison works that way, but not Jesus. Thanks be to God, we are the people called to find a good seat for all God's children. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Why are we here? I think we may be here to learn how to create God's dinner party together. By the way, you are invited. We all are. Will you join in? <laughs>